Greetings to each one of you. I would like to um, invite the children to come up here. All of them. Teenagers and down. Come on, please. We're going to need some front row seats here, I think. Teenagers and down. You can sit on the front benches here. And some on down, we want to sit on the floor. We need the children up here. Parents with the little children, if y'all want to bring your children up a little closer, that's fine too. You don't feel like you have to, for sure. So I see some people that have smiles and some people are not so sure. And So what is, what is attitude? What is attitude? I'm not just going to ask these youngsters, but what is attitude? Somebody help me. What's, what's attitude? I know you can tell me if it's good or bad, right? I mean, even parents can tell me if you have a good attitude or a bad attitude, right? They could tell me that. Can you tell if someone ha else has a good attitude or a bad attitude? Can you tell that? How do you, how do you tell that? Do you see it by the expression on their face? Do they usually look like this? No. They usually are kind of grumpy looking or something like that. Attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about something. It can be negative and hostile. It can be cool, confident, cocky. It can be defiant, like I'm not going to listen to you. It can be arrogant. So what does God think of our attitude? What does God think of your attitude? I want us to think about that a little bit. I brought some things along because I wanted to do a little bit of a a Bible story, which is not just a story, but it is truth. And we know that from Scripture. But I brought along Goliath. This is Goliath. Oh, his head. <laughs> Goliath was a tall man. Do y'all remember how tall he was? Anybody? How, how tall? 12.6. 12 12.6 what? Nope, not quite. He was, he was not quite that tall. He was, he was over nine feet tall. And I measured this this morning, and this is nine feet four inches. And so I am five foot ten. I won't tell you how wide I am. But this is how tall Goliath would have been. How tall do you think David would have been? How? You think he'd have been my height? A little bit taller than you? You think he'd have been as tall as Cody? 
How tall do y'all think David would have been? Cody, come up here and stand beside this Goliath right here. A little bit of difference. Okay, he's about five feet tall. So Goliath would have been like four feet taller than Cody. people here. Not quite. I wanted to read from Samuel. 1 Samuel 17. And we're talking about attitude. As we look in Scripture, we can see many different attitudes. We see some humble attitudes. We see some proud attitudes. We see some boastful attitudes. We see some arrogance and defiance. But we also see gratefulness and thankfulness and honesty and integrity. But here in 1 Samuel 17, I brought some other stuff that I'm going to show you in a little bit. 1 Samuel 17 says, The Philistines gathered together the armies to battle and were gathered at Shekoah, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between these places. I can't pronounce those words very good. And it says in verse 4, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That's nine feet and I think maybe as wide as from here to here. Is that correct? And I have short fingers. So he would have been over nine feet tall. That is nine foot four. And me standing here with... Goliath standing down there, he's still several feet taller than, than I am. It said he had a helmet of brass upon his head. Okay, I didn't have a brass helmet, but I had the old Phillies helmet. He had a brass uh, he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat of mail that was five thousand shekels of brass. That was 125 pounds. Now, we did the driver's ed thing the other day, and the the police officers came out yesterday, I'm sorry, Friday, and they had on their bulletproof vest with all their equipment on there and everything, and some of the young men put this this vest on, and they were like, man, that's heavy. And so they asked him, "How, how heavy is that? And he said, with the vest and his belt, it's like 40 pounds that they carry around with them every day. This is the police officers in Harrisonburg. Okay, now, Goliath, he was a big man, not over nine feet tall, and he had on a suit of armor that weighed over 125 pounds. He said he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron. Now, the weaver's beam weighed, I'm sorry, the head on his spear weighed 15 pounds. I want y'all to lift this. Lift it up. 
couldn't pass it. And you can pass it back to the congregation. But the weaver's beam was also about that big around. It was a little bit bigger than this as I was looking up some historical facts. But that that weight would have been attached to the front of something this big around. And Goliath carried this to slay someone. So do you think you guys could actually throw that somewhere? Don't feel how heavy it is? Can you throw it? Don't throw it. <laughs> you can pass that around. That's 15 pounds. And it says, And one bearing a shield went before him. And it says, Yeah, you can pass it on around there. That would be great for people to feel how heavy just the end of his spear was, not mentioning the 125 pounds that he carried. Okay? And the helmet. And other things. And it said, and he stood, and I want you to think about his attitude, okay? It says, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And you servants of Saul, choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. What was his attitude? Was he like, oh, it's okay. Was he a nice person? Do you think Goliath was a nice person? Or was he big and tough and mean? I think he would have been kind of big and tough. And apparently he had not been beaten yet. Goliath came with confidence and arrogance. He had an attitude. He was a huge man. He was a great warrior and apparently had never been beaten. And he was the Philistines' hero. They sent him out before them. And he was their spokesman and said, come and, come and fight me. Come and fight me. Did Goliath have reason to have such an attitude? Well, he had never been beaten before and he was big and tall and strong. And normally when we win something, even in volleyball or kickball, what's your attitude when you win? We beat! We won! Is it, oh, good job you guys. I'm sorry y'all lost, but... No, it's usually, we won! You're not usually rooting for the other person. Normally when we are victorious, we are quite pleased that we win. We have a tendency to see where we were the ones that contributed to winning. Now, when I was in high school, I ran track. This was before I came to the Mennonite church. A, a few years. When, I, when we were in high school, I ran track. And I remember one specific track meet. 
I, was, I did the high jump. And I wasn't very good, but I was good enough. <laughs> and I remember that track meet. I tied for third place with two other men, two other young men in, in high school. I tied for third place. That means that we jumped the exact height or jumped the same height with the same amount of misses. And so we had to share that last one point. And so I got one third of a point. As we were riding home on the bus that evening, the coach got up and said, we won this track meet because of the efforts of all, but we won by one third of a point. Now that made me feel good. But if you look at it in the whole scheme of things, it was one third of a point out of all those points that all the other people scored, and yet it was because of one third of a point that we won that track meet. We tend to have a tendency to see where we are the ones that contribute to, and that kind of gets us puffed up and helps us to think that we are good. But what do you think God saw in Goliath? What do you think God saw in Goliath? Did he see a big strong man that was unbeaten in battle? Did he see a big man with a big body, with a big reputation or a big ego? Or did he see Goliath as a man? Even though he had a big body and strong muscles and could carry all that weight. What does God see in you and I? When we display the gifts that God has given us, how do, how do we react with those gifts? Some have a gift of singing. Some have a gift of teaching. Some have a gift of giving. Some have many other gifts and avenues where God has given specific gifts and abilities. What do we do with those gifts? Do we say, I won by one-third of a point? Or do we say, thank you, God, for giving me that gift, that ability to do? Now, I want to look further down here in this passage. It says, David was the youngest of the three eldest that followed Saul. But David went and returned to Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Let me see. Verse 22, it says, And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistine, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, for they were sore afraid of this big, tall, strong Goliath. That is verse 20. Four. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that's come up? Surely to defy Israel he has come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king, will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free from Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? 
For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the living, the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And it says his older brother got mad at him. It says, And Eliab his oldest brother heard when he spake unto them, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What did I do wrong? He said, What have I done? What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from his brother toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. It says, And then... And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and Saul sent for him. And David said, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. So how old was David? How old do you think David was? Anybody? Adults? How many? Probably. Anybody here 17? Tony, how are you? 20? How old are you guys? 17? About these girls' age right here. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took the lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put his sword in his hand and his, all this heavy armor on him. And David said, I can't go like this. It says, And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag, which which he had, even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. I went to the river this morning because I wanted to find some stones. Now this was a little leather. Now, when David went to the brook, do you think he got this and said, I don't sling out of him? You think David would have thrown something like that? 
think David would have picked up something like that? To slay Goliath? It's a smooth stone. Pass it around. I wish I had a sling. I don't have a sling. Have you ever skipped a rock? You look for a round, flat rock, and when you throw it out across the water, it... I would imagine that David was probably looking for something like that. Or maybe even a little smaller. Something like that. He could have gotten something bigger because he was fighting Goliath. But how many did he get? How many stones did he choose? Don't throw it. How many stones did he choose? Five. And he took his shepherd's staff and his leather pouch with him. Now, I want you to think about this. Somebody 17 years old that has never been in battle before going against a man that is 9 feet 6 inches tall, 8 inches tall. That has been a trained warrior. David might have been my height. Probably a little smaller than me. Probably a lot skinnier than me. But imagine Goliath. A big, strong, trained warrior coming out after David. Who had been a small I looked at some pictures the other day of some of our boys when they were in high school, some of our older boys that are out of school now. And it's amazing how they beef up in the couple of years after they're out of high school. And so I would imagine that David was still this small, gangly teenager. And if you were to choose... David or Goliath, who was going to win this battle? Who would you choose? Who would you choose? You'd choose David? Well, I wouldn't. I'd pick the big guy. Why would I pick the big guy? Well, he's been trained all of his life. And David's going out to him with a shepherd's staff and a sling and a leather pouch and five smooth stones. What was Goliath's attitude? What are you doing sending that boy out to me with a stick? But David went into this match with confidence. What was David's confidence in? It was confidence in the Lord because this man was defying the armies of the living God. And David said, why are we letting this guy defy these armies of this living God? David went into this match with confidence in the Lord. And his attitude was that all throughout his life, 
Even during those big conflicts with the bear and the lion, God delivered him out of those seemingly impossible happenings. Now, we went to the zoo this year. And there was a lion that was sitting out in the grass in the zoo. And I don't know if you all saw it, but that lion yawned. Did y'all see that lion yawn? And did y'all see how wide his mouth came open? It was amazing how wide... Did y'all see that? It was amazing how wide that lion's mouth came open. I never thought it would open quite that far. But David went up against the lion. He went up against the bear. And God delivered him. He helped him to beat that. In verse 40, it says, He took a staff in his hand, and he chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in the shepherd's bag which he had, which he had even a script, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came out, came on, and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And the Philistine looked about and saw David, and he said, Hey, buddy, how you doing? No. It says he disdained him. He was like, What are you doing out here? It says he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh into the fowl of the air and the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Who did David give glory to? Not in his abilities. Just sit right there. That's good, thank you. Who did David give, give the glory to? It wasn't in the accuracy. He said, I can, I can get this guy with this stone. But he said, I come to you in the name of the living God. Goliath was a giant warrior. David, a young shepherd boy. God made them both and He knew them both. One came relying on his strength, his size, his stature, his experience, his training. The other came relying on what? God. Now, David had honed his skills in slinging those stones, right? He had honed his skills in choosing that rock. Because if you choose a rock that is not quite round, and you throw it, it's going to go to the side one way or another. I want you to think about that. We need to remember, were it not for the gifts and the abilities that God has given me, you, each one of us, we would be as nothing. We would have nothing to contribute. But God in His sovereignty, He knows who we are. 
He knows our abilities. He has given us some of those gifts. And we need to use those for Him, for His glory. God is sovereign. Verse 48 says, As it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Now David wasn't just cowering back and saying, oh, this big guy's coming after me. It says he ran towards him. David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in the forehead and the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. This great, big, arrogant, strong, trained warrior was felled by a stone, right? A stone directed by God through the hand of a youth for the glory of God, not because of David, but because of what God had intended. It says, So David prevailed over the Philistine, with a sling and a stone, and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when a Philistine saw their champion was dead, they fled. They weren't so big and tough. Those Philistines weren't so big and tough after they saw that young person controlled or being controlled by God, allowing God control of his life, running forward into battle, risking everything to defend God and his armies. Proverbs says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And listen, we face some big things in life. We face some temptations. We face some depression, some oppression. We face some big decisions. We face some moves in life. And many of these things look like that big giant, Goliath. But if we run forward with confidence in God, God will and can and will deliver us. We can look at some of those things that come our way in life and we think, man, that's too big to tackle. And by ourselves, that's exactly right. But when we rely on God, if we can look at the experiences that are shared through Scripture, God can help us be victorious in anything if we are seeking His will, seeking to follow Him. In 1 Corinthians it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. David ran forward in confidence in God. We can move forward in our Christian lives, Christian life in, in, with confidence in God, knowing that He will be there he, to help us 
through the temptations that come our way. Joe asked the question, do we need in, in our Sunday school class, do we need to repent? Yes, we do. Because we fail. And God has provided a way for us to be victorious. We need to run with confidence forward. First Peter says, casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. Psalm says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee desires, thee desires, he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. So can you do it yourself? A lot of us can do a lot of things ourselves. There's no question about it. A lot of us have many gifts and abilities to do a lot of things ourselves. But should we do it ourselves? Or should we say, God, help me. May God, may you be glorified. Do we have an attitude like Goliath? Come here, and I'll give you to the fowls of the... What did he say? The, give, your, give your flesh to the fowls of the air. Something like that. But in the end, Goliath was not standing nine foot, six inches, or eight inches tall. He was laying horizontal. If we have an attitude like David, trusting in God to give us the victory, we can remain vertical, moving forward, pressing towards the mark. Second Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then it says in the last phrase of that last sentence, To Him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. So may we move forward with an attitude of giving praise to God, glory to God, because of what He has allowed and worked in our lives. Y'all may go back to your parents. Lord bless you.